I have turned on two different apps, like push notifications. Like this week, I don't allow like almost any notifications at all from anything. And I turned on two that I thought both were going to be benign. And they have, they both have options for like what they will allow for push notifications. Like, so they have like a checkbox of like, oh, do you want this kind of thing? And I unchecked almost all of them. And I have Hey, been... Nick, hold on. Pause. Yeah. I need to introduce the podcast and then we need to talk about this immediately. <laughs> Okay, here we go. We're, we're doing it. Hello, and welcome to the year we started a podcast, a podcast born Phoenix-like from the ashes of 2020, of which there are only so many left. I am your co-host, Jeff. And I am your other co-host, Nick. And I will say, I think there's going to be a lot more ashes after 2020, so. <laughs> oh, well, this is... <laughs> uh, <laughs> This is a podcast. Flow. <laughs> no, it's just—it's funny because it's true. Um, it's true. This is this is a podcast where a couple of friends that are half a continent apart coming together and spending a little bit more time talking about the things that are fun and interesting to us. Uh, of which, again, with the ongoing uh, tradition of not having anything planned, but things randomly pop up the second we hit the record button. Nick, I want to talk about notifications. Oh, talk to me about notifications. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. do you want me to talk? I don't. I don't know what. I don't know where we cut this off. So, Nick, I want you to talk to me about what your feelings are about notifications. Ah, uh, I am the most. I'm the worst um, tech nerd of all time because I turn off all notifications. I turn. I do not like to have too many apps on my phone. Yada yada. I have enabled two apps to give me text notif- or push notifications in the last week, and I thought that they were both benign, and both of them had a awesome list of selections for what kinds of push notifications they will allow or like that you'd like to receive from them Mm -hmm. and i on one of them i only selected one and the other one i selected like two or three i can't remember offhand but they have both skirted the lines of what they they call those (laughs) things and they make it seem like you get oh you get total control you're only getting updated when uh when so-and-so uh makes an update huh no you get all kinds of push notifications my phone is spammed i get more push notifications from these things than i get texts from my wife <laughs> so it's all bad it is annoying okay Okay, well, we need to be more specific, though, Nick. Uh, what are the the apps that you're you're doing that with, and what were the notifications you were seeking there? Is that is that okay to share on the podcast? Oh man! So we literally have not gotten to our first topic. Correct. Twenty minutes in recording. Good. I good. imagine we will cut some of this. So, uh, have you always been a notification limiter to your phone? Absolutely, hundred percent. So, like, you've always been good at this. Um, so I probably deleted my, I deleted my Facebook before Facebook was really super integrated into phones. Um, so, but no, I mean, that's not true. That's not totally true. I definitely remember checking Facebook a bunch on my phone. I mean, maybe it was around the time I deleted Facebook. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't, huh. I don't, um, I do, I mean, I do my email notification, but, um, my, most of my work has always had its own work emails. So I haven't had those integrated with my phone, which has been really nice. So yeah. I have done the same, but I feel like it's been a much more like I had to realize that it was an unhealthy relationship with getting notifications on my phone and blocking that those notifications. So now nowadays, like if I get a new phone, I 
I by default just block all notifications from all apps uh, except for messages and and just any time that I install a new app, I have to be really intentional about that because it, like if you get lazy with it, you will really easily slip back into like, oh man, I installed TikTok because I wanted to uh, promote this uh, stupid podcast we do. But then now TikTok, I didn't go in and block notifications and now I have TikTok notifications of things that are extremely interesting because their algorithm is super freaking good. <laughs> and, and now, like as a person who just block, uh, you know, stopped using Reddit and Facebook on their phone, now now I'm getting the even more addicting TikTok notifications, uh, which is this super is what we helpful. talked about with you reinstalling Facebook. As you just, I know, you really right. just traded out one addiction for another, and it's all the same thing. Oh, uh, but it is wild how effective that stuff is. But yeah, absolutely, I, I've really tried and. I have an Apple Watch now, which I haven't had ever before. Uh, it was an early Christmas present from Katie. Thank you, Katie. And I, but before I, I have had a smart watch for the last three, four years. But I think allowing notifications to that uh, that are not just iMessage, I think, I think that may be the only thing that I think is okay. I mean, you can get sucked into stuff so, so, so dang easily if you allow yourself to be exposed to whatever app in particular wants to get your uh, oh i completely agree and it, it's it's all kinds of apps too it can be social media it can be uh just tech gadgets there in your life and it can also be uh just like games or whatever you know it's it's a bunch of silly stuff can just consume your life and even that uh even email i know uh we talked about um gosh what's that uh that that documentary we both watched but social um, dilemma social dilemma and one of one of the guys said that he was addicted to his email and it's exactly right you could you could spend all day on your emails even if you uh even if it's just a normal part of your day like your normal workflow or whatever to, to be checking your email you could get over addicted to it just by enabling too many notifications from it right so absolutely so uh like i mentioned we've gotten well off track of our initial plan <laughs> But um, I do want to bring it back to at least some things that are on our show notes. So, Nick, one of the things you tossed in our uh, our uh, show notes was that you uh, you have some thoughts on year in review, and we talked about it briefly before, and I really don't know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, so, so this, this is a question to you. But this is kind of tangentially related, and that's why I wanted to do it next, is um, I feel like... I am a tech cynic sometimes, and I'm just like a cynic with a lot of my a lot of my things in general. And I I don't know if I'm being cynical here. Do you care about any apps? Uh, so that my really I don't have a like a ton of uh, content here, so much as I just wanted that to, to pull you. Do you care about any apps year in review things? I, and I don't know if you even get any of these. I only I only get two, but. Okay, so what do you mean by year in review? Because I'm not 100% sure I know what you mean. Um, I guess it's not even necessarily just year, year in review. Um, so for me, I'm talking about year in review. Um, at the end of the year on Spotify, which is my music app of choice, they tell you about all of the things you listen to the most, and here's your playlist, and here's your thing. And actually, I think the Spotify one's pretty decent. And then my um, my exercise app of choice is just Strava. gives me a whole thing about here's your longest workouts, and here's your... Uh, you know, biggest climb of the year, and here's how many days you d- you use Strava, and here's whatever. And mostly, I find these things to mostly just be a time sink. Uh, like I, I check it the one time it comes up, and I find it to be incredibly uninteresting. Usually, um, I have used my top 100 songs on Spotify before, but I mean, usually that's just you know my my most used playlist. <laughs> so it seems kind of redundant to just 
you know, reorganize that playlist and feel like, ah, this is the stuff I always look for anyways. Yeah. Oh, man. And I know um, that Facebook, I, I should say with this year in review, I don't really explicitly mean the year in reviews thing so much as a how you've been using this app and this uh, piece of tech. I know that like Facebook gives you your um, yearly, it gives you like this this time last year, or the, the, you know, Facebook memories and stuff like right. that. Yeah. So, I mean. Uh, Do you find these things valuable is my, I guess my overall thing. I don't find the the thing that you kind of described of year in review valuable unless honestly no the the answer i don't find that valuable what i do find fun now which is probably a kid specific thing i actually do really enjoy that google photos does it and facebook memories does it um, and probably other stuff does it i really enjoy the random look backs to when my kids were uh like you know one or two and stuff like that i otherwise would not spend the time to go back and look at it I don't. I, honestly, though, I I'm not sure that I even have a year in review app. You know, that, the other right? one that I was probably thinking of was the Google Photos memories because I get those too. And I will I'll give it, I'll give that some more credit than I'm I should I probably have been is that uh I do occasionally get the same thing. Um, I obviously am not a, a parent, so I don't have that level of nostalgia. But I do like seeing pictures of my dogs from years ago and stuff like that. Yeah. You'll occasionally get that photo that you're like, oh yeah, that was a really good day out with my, my coworkers or, oh yeah, that was my, oh, my dog was so cute then or whatever. And but it's, it's to me, it's just that those are pretty few and far between, but there are moments where I'm like, oh man, that was great. Too many times I think I just get a picture of like, you know, at, at my car or like, and I'm not like I'm taking tons of pictures of my car, but just like, you know, random crap that I just randomly took a picture of for whatever reason. <laughs> Maybe like, oh, I have my... more interesting pictures, Nick. Uh, probably true. <laughs> Do you have any, so I do have like this, um, this aspiration at some point to have more like smart photo frames where it goes through old pictures throughout because like Katie and I, a while back, we were more intentional about like printing off photos and getting them framed from, you know, just the last 10 years and doing stuff like that. But like the problem is like all those things, they rely on Google drive and like, (laughs) I mean, let's say you know, 80% of those would be cool photos, but then like, uh, 20% of them are going to be like random accidental screenshots. I took of my iPhone or (laughs) right. Right. uh, Or like pictures of uh, like the back of a laptop to get it's, uh, like the skew off of a thing. Like, I, I would feel so awkward. That's exactly what I meant. I said my picture of my car. What I really meant was like, I don't want to go too deep on this because it's too tangential. But like last year, I spent a lot of time flying. And so I would take pictures of where my car was parked relative to the parking lot. So I would take a picture of it. And like, I got like 20 of those this year of like, ah, here's your year from last year. And it's like, that's my car underneath a parking lot sign. Or for, like, or for me, like for work when I have like work trips and I'm taking pictures of receipts for things. Yeah, exactly. Like, Yes, yes. You got to remember to expense it. Remember the time you expensed that sandwich from the hotel bar? Ah, good times. Okay. Oh, man. Um, No, I I totally get it. Like, it would be, like, in in theory, it sounds great, but I think in practice, it really does kind of break down a bit. Right, right. There's there's definitely moments, though. I will give uh, Google uh, Google credit for that, and I'm sure that Facebook does the same thing. There's definitely, like, the time that you get the good one, and you're like, all right. Yeah. Um, to answer your question about uh, digital photo frames, yes. So um, my wife is interested, is pretty uh, a, a very good amateur as hobbyist uh, photographer, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. And she takes I agree with that. not yeah. 
Um, she doesn't take a ton of photos, and she um, we, we haven't used our DSLR in forever because iPhones are so good, and she, you know That's we true. don't like go out of our way for it. But she does have a fair amount of good photos, um, especially I think very good photos of our dogs or us, um, and those are on a nice digital photo frame that we have. Um, digital uh, in the spirit of Christmas, one of the, that is like the best thing you can do, especially if you have a tech savvy uh, a, fa- a family member who is not tech savvy. Get them a digital photo frame and offer to set it up for them. It's not that expensive, and it is like that was a total winner for us one year with um my sis one of my sisters and my both my parents. We got them all digital photo frames for oh nice uh, and, that's super cool yeah just as like a simple thing right and it was didn't even take a lot of effort from me I didn't have to like you know comb their you know their photos I just asked them like hey is there anything do you want me to look through your old iPhone your old iPad or whatever or your Google Photos or anything yeah. and it didn't take that much work but uh. So she did the same thing for us. She got us one when we got them one. And uh, I will say it is like totally like a little highlight for me. It's in our living room and I will definitely look over all the time and be like, oh my God, that's such a picture, good picture of our dog or, oh my God, that's a great shot of you or whatever it is. And uh, yeah, do yeah, recommend. I, I that We should do that. Because like, honestly, every single time uh, that we go back through random photos, it's such a, uh, such a cool thing. And we take so many pictures. I mean, not not that many pictures, but like we take, you know, a, a few pictures a week of just family stuff. And the amount of time that we actually spend going back and looking through that is like minimal, which is like criminal because that's the coolest stuff ever. And every time that we do, it's super cool. And so like to have the random passive uh, reminder of that sort of stuff, it's so cool. Yeah, um, I, I think that's one of the things that's really hard with uh, modern age photography being so good is you either don't use the phone, uh, the the capabilities of it because you have so little or not so little, you have so many photos already or you take a bunch of photos, but then it's hard to kind of like force yourself to go through them. Very few people pull out a uh, photo album and also, you know, we don't usually need to print out our photos. So all these great photos we have on our phone, they just like sit there. I think the, uh, the digital photo frame is a really, really nice way of like singling out ones that like have kind of some meaning or like you really like and yeah yeah i need to do that 100 percent. like that's such good um so on the same topic again completely still <laughs> diverting from i know we things we have listed um one of the things that so katie has started working at a journaling company and that has resulted in us getting many journals uh and uh one of the things that i have done i just did it tonight so that's why it's top of mind but writing down things that were like particularly impactful on a particular day, which I would never remember in a million years if I did not spend the time to write them down. So like this is, this is entering into the PG part of the show. Um, So it's about to get a little bit wild here. So Averin, when he was at school today, he heard a bad word. Oh no. And I, I, it took a lot of coaxing to get out of him what he heard because he was really scared that he would get in trouble um, for saying it. Um, but Nick, what yeah. he heard, what he heard, and I swear if I ever hear this kid uh, say these words, he's going to be in timeout so fast. Uh, he heard somebody say poopy butt. No, not that. Anything <laughs> but that. <laughs> Which to hear him be like, I'm like, it's okay. You can whisper it in my ear. And for him to like be so, so timid about saying poopy butt. Oh my God. That's so funny. That's so good. Like, but like, here's the thing. 
hilarious story. Love it so much. If I would not have spent the time today to write that down, it is is so so sad how quickly I would have forgotten that. Like it like those sort of random things happen all the time and it's so funny and so cute and like so special, but if you don't spend the time to record that either in video or writing it down, spending the time to go back and like reflect on those things. I think the the digital photo frame and writing things down and going back and reading, like it's just, there are so many things that are vying for our attention that are not helpful, which again, it's kind of, you know, like I said, the genesis of this podcast, just yeah. wanting to spend more things that are just good, the good in the world. I, that is the sort of stuff that is just so good. There's, it, it makes you feel so much happier. Like I, cause when I did that, I went back and read some of the other stories that I had written down and it's just, it's the coolest stuff. Like I would it have never, I already, like, even though we've only started doing this here, uh, like we did it when he was really, really young, like his first year. And then we, uh, like any, uh, <laughs> typical parents, uh, slacked for a good couple of years after As that, people do. We As we do. To it. And just reading the stories are so, so cool. Like, there's very little that brings me more joy than uh, going back and reading or watching videos of the things that were the the fun, you know, enjoyable things that we were going through at that time. I completely agree with you. And it's interesting because, and to me, because I am not the kind of millennial that pines for, oh, I wish I'd been born in the 60s so I could grow up in the 80s with so much less technology. Um, I am through and through a, uh, a tech enthusiast and fan. Um, I just, but I think that there's probably a balance. And I think that there's a lot that our generation in particular has changed culturally and the norms of this generation have changed in that we don't do a lot of the things that our parents' generation did a lot of. And I'm not saying that everybody kept journals when we were, you know, in the seventies or anything like that, but I feel like I don't know anyone that, that does, that keeps a journal. I feel like I probably yeah. have never spoken about it with a peer at least not in the last like five plus 10 years. Um, and I, uh, on the same note, I kept a journal when I was 16 for most of my school year that year. So, you know, whatever that is, sophomore year. Um, oh, really? Wow. Yeah. And I found it uh, maybe a year ago and one, I was very annoying as a 16 year old. My thoughts were very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but two, it was really interesting because it kind of, um, it reminded me of a lot of people that were important to me at the time that I kind of, you know, we all grow up and we grow apart and, high, you know, after high school, everybody goes their own ways or not everybody, but, you know, lots of people go their own ways. But you hear this, you hear a name or you read a name and you're like, who is that? And you may not even remember, <laughs> or there's somebody else that you read the name and you're like, oh my God, I forgot how important that person was. And you see their name over and over and over again. And you remember little details or you have moments that you didn't remember at all, but you read them and you're like, I get how that kind of has impacted me, even if it's very subconsciously. And yeah. uh, it was, it was really interesting. I read through it. Um, I want to start t keeping a journal again. Um, I found it when we moved and I was, the move was kind of like long and kind of like not arduous by any means, but it was kind of just time consuming and uh, a whole thing because I had to go up and down for a little bit before we moved. And mm -hmm. basically the point is I didn't decide to do it then, but I really should now. I think it's, I think there's a lot of benefit to it. And I think you're exactly right. I think, you know, when Averin's 13 or 20 or, you know, you're or 30 or 40 or something, you can look back and not necessarily just the poopy butt thing, because I know it's, it's cliche to, uh, you know, embarrass kids, but, or your, your kids <laughs> by talking about when they're too young to have any, like, you know, of their same adult personalities, but you know, it, it'll be interesting to see 
how that growth has affected you, how he's changed. It, it'll, it'll be like in a way that you wouldn't be able to otherwise, right? If you don't document it, you just have this anecdotal, or not anecdotal, but you have a very incomplete perspective of it. You have your, the story you've told yourself, the narrative you've told yourself, but not um, as much of the details, right? So Yeah, so it's, it's interesting you mentioned that. So I also have some written word from when I was 15, 16, uh, well, when I was 16, maybe 16, 17. Uh, so Katie and I started dating when we were uh, uh, sophomores in high school. We have so, a collection of funny, well, at the time, very serious uh, letters or notes back and forth to one another, uh, which we saved. Reading them in hindsight is just like, it is absolutely mind-bogglingly distant from who we are today. <laughs> Totally. Like, and like, if I, I still think of myself as the same, you yeah. know, I, I feel like I'm the same person that I was in high school. Uh, and I feel like Katie's the same person as she was in high school with some differences, but to read what our thoughts were back in 2005, 2000, or I guess 2006, seven, like it is wild how much we've changed. And it makes, I don't know, it just gives a nice perspective of... <laughs> Whatever's going on today, whatever's happening today, we will absolutely, you know, that will be a huge impact on us, but we're going to be completely different people, even, you know, three, four, five, ten 10 years down the road. And so, Definitely. like, I don't know, it's just an interesting perspective that I would not have expected when we were originally keeping these notes because we thought they were cute. Uh, it's just now a very interesting uh, time capsule into who we used to be as people. Definitely. That's a good, that's a good way to put it. Um, I definitely felt that when I was reading through my, my journal from when I was 16, I'm just like, this is like a different, it felt like a very different person. Right. Um, I say that I was annoying. I'm mostly kidding, but I was, I was definitely much more emotional. And I, I, yeah. uh, the things that I was upset about, not just like that I'm more mature and wouldn't get upset with it now, but it, it felt like unrelatable to me. I was like, why was I, what, what was getting me upset about that? It's and an interesting thing with perspective on that sort of stuff. Definitely. Um, and on this uh, note, I had a uh, an English teacher when I was, I think, a junior um, that once told us, and she was younger. She was like a much younger teacher, but she once told us, she's like, I think most people are who they are going to be by the time they're about 16 or 17 or something like that. I think because our class was mostly 16 or 17. And she was probably pandering. But I distinctly remember this because I thought to myself, like, I God, I hope these people aren't like this when they're old. <laughs> Dude, I... Li- uh, I- Oh man, I literally cannot express how strongly I feel how untrue that statement is. <laughs> right, 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 right. The, 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 I disagree, Miss Whatever Your Name Was. <laughs> I disagree you know and I disagree strongly. But you know what? Let me give her some credit because she's probably changed a lot since then. So she can probably, she might have changed her stance on that, right? So who knows? Uh, what a healthy view to have, Nick. I appreciate there, that. Yeah, there you go. See? I'm not trying to crap on this random teacher I had. She probably was very. She's probably totally. I, I think she was a totally fine teacher. I you know, just this one comment I distinctly remember. So, Nick, uh, one of the things that I wanted to do uh, actually it was our very first topic. So now that we've uh, spent a hot minute recording on just whatever things pop into our mind, I want to get into our intro. Let's do it. Here's the intro. So, okay. So last time we recorded, I think, or maybe the time before, I talked about uh, a piece of spam mail that I had gotten. And so I've been really attentive to the things that I've gotten in the mail lately. 
And one of the things I got in the mail was something from my mom. Okay. And it was uh, akin to spam mail, in my opinion. <laughs> and so I thought it would be the most... So I guess a little bit of background. Uh, my mom is a regular listener of the show. Oh. <laughs> which is adorable. Uh, Hi, Mrs. Scheiser. <laughs> and I... I thought it would be fun to call her, record her, and then later ask for her permission to share some of it. So, Nick, <laughs> unless you've clicked on the thing, I'm going to play I'm it not. for you through my Please microphone. Uh, and I just, I think it's, it's very, I, I think this might be a good uh, backdrop for who I am as a person <laughs> with, <laughs> with how my mom reacted to this. So, I'm going to go ahead and play and then you can, we can talk about it. Please, please. Hi, Mom. Jeffrey. What? What you doing? I uh, just returned your phone call. You called me first. Okay. You called me first because I was returning your phone call. Okay. So uh, you sent us a Christmas card, Mom. I know because they say send Christmas cards this year. Mom, you didn't even sign it. You just sent us a Christmas card. Oh, I totally card. forgot that card. <laughs> You're right. Yours is the only one I did that to. I totally forgot. I meant to tell you. When you get my card, it's not going to be fine. <laughs> I just, I'm like, you know what? Like, I know that we've been relying on my mom a lot these uh, last few months and, you know, probably burned a little bit of a bridge there, but I thought you would at least sign your Christmas card you sent. <laughs> no, I tried. I feel that I tried. If you look at it, like, you already opened it. I tried to unseal it, but it wouldn't unseal. <laughs> and I thought, well, I'll just tell him when I but I totally forgot that part. <laughs> <laughs> so I like, I was like going through the mail. I was like junk mail, junk mail, and then I opened up your. I'm like, oh, it's a Christmas card for my mom, and I, and I opened it up, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's the most pathetic Christmas card I've ever received. <laughs> I've had. I've had more thoughtful spam mail than your Christmas card. Oh, goodness. Well, you got a good laugh out of it. Uh, I did get a good laugh. It's a win. Would you be mad if I recorded this entire call and shared part of it on my podcast, Mom? <laughs> I don't care. I listened to your podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I can't remember which one it was. That's okay. You're old. I was laughing at it, though. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Yeah, that's good. That's I'll, really I'll good. Cut, I'll, I'll cut that down, but... I don't know. It was just really fun. So what she did was uh, she sent me literally a card that she had gotten, I don't know, probably from Dollar General or something, uh, but completely <laughs> like like you just took it off the Dollar General shelf and uh, put it in an envelope and mailed it to me. Like no no name, no sig- like si- signature, no note. And I don't oh know, it God. was just so funny. That is really high quality. That is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, okay, so now we got that intro out of the way. Uh, <laughs> so, Nick, I have, I think, one of my favorite stories about uh, who I am as a person, okay. um, <laughs> which I feel like you can... Oh, wait, real quick. I just want to let you know, when, whenever my uh, my dad says anything, does anything wrong and he has like one of those mental goofs or whatever and he tries to say that he's old, I just tell him it's because he's short because it's the only thing I've got going over him. And I just, I'm like, no, nah, it's not that you're old. Say you're short. The old thing's coming, though. <laughs> you should try to incorporate that. But go ahead. Sorry, sorry. No, no. Um, okay, 
so Nick, I don't know if you have a similar story or anything that you can relate to, but so similarly to me being an excellent uh, person at getting good grades, but not a great student, uh, I was an excellent at perceived good kid, despite not being a good kid all the time. <laughs> Is this because your mom would write you thank you cards and Christmas cards? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that there's any correlation. Um, okay, so Nick, here's the deal. My uh, parents had gotten us an Xbox back in the old, I don't know, whenever getting an Xbox was cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would have been, I don't know, gosh. Nick, we need to know. I need, I need to know for the context oh, of being able to tell the story. When the original Xbox? The, yeah, original. 2002. Oh, yeah. So 2001, 2002, something like that. Yeah, actually, this is perfect. Oh, 2001 so, for North America. I apologize. Yeah, it, it, honestly, it was probably 02 that this happened because uh, my parents are cheap. So I, <laughs> this was 2002. Let's call it. Just call her out. She was, she's one of our listeners, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'd hate to lose 10% of our listeners. I know, right? Uh, okay, here's how the story goes. So 2002, I, I knew that I was getting an Xbox. And I knew that I was getting Madden on the Xbox. Right. As a person who's played Madden on all the old consoles before then, like the the graphics on the Xbox were absolutely insane. Oh and yes. I, and I and I was I was a good kid, Nick, but I I was not one to be able to resist the temptation. Uh, so I was a little bit. Uh, into computer stuff i had built my com- first computer when i was in like my, my freshman year of high school and nice. so so i was well i was the type of kid that was really willing to go out on my own and try to figure out how to make something happen and in this case i had the ambition to make madden on the xbox without my parents knowing happen because okay. i knew that i was getting an xbox and i knew where it was a good month and oh a half, maybe two months before it was actually Christmas. So, again, okay. like I like I've already explained, like I got good grades, but I was maybe not the best student. I was thought of as a good kid, but I didn't always do the best kid things. In my closet, in my bedroom, that I kept uh, dirty on purpose so that I could hide these sorts of things. I had Damn. a, I had a milk crate. Which on top I put a monitor with uh, HDMI cable to my Xbox. I unwrapped the Xbox in my parents' closet where they kept all of our Christmas presents. They thought that we didn't know, but I mean, come on, there's only so many places in our house. And I was gonna say I, when you put this on here, I knew where my I knew where my parents uh, kept all our Christmas presents, but I didn't ever tell my sisters, and I would like ruin my little sister's Christmas surprises. <laughs> You're a great person. I am. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so so I got my. Uh, so I got the Xbox out. I like unwrapped. Actually, I don't know that it was wrapped at the time. I took it out of the packaging, got the Xbox out, put the packaging. Actually, I'm almost certain it was wrapped because there's no way I would have gotten away with this any other way. Package was wrapped, unwrapped it very carefully, got the Xbox out, rewrapped it, put it back in the closet and took it up to my closet where I had in my closet a the, the monitor on top of a, a milk crate. <laughs> where I hooked it all up and thank gosh I had an outlet and actually I'm not even sure that I had an outlet inside my closet. I might've ran an extension cord uh, to a, uh, a power strip <laughs> inside my closet that went underneath my bed. Respect. Uh, very, very covertly. And you know, the thing is 
I'm not even sure that this is a true story in the sense that like my parents didn't know, but they certainly have yeah, gone off par- the old Parents <laughs> are smarter than we give them credit for sometimes, right? So, like, <laughs> right. So, you know, I'm kind of realizing that as I get older, like, oh, ha ha, funny, funny. Like, obviously this is what's going on. Maybe that happened, maybe not. Hard to say. But anyways, I hooked up the Xbox. I played Madden for two months, hiding in my closet. There were some close <laughs> calls where... <laughs> Like my parents would come up looking for me and then I would randomly show up like, you know, four minutes later. Um, Yeah, I was totally just, uh, I don't know, uh, going to the bathroom somewhere. Definitely not hiding in my closet. So I played played Madden for two months and then like maybe, I don't know, four or five days before Christmas, I went back in my parents' room and I put everything back in the box, rewrapped it. And as far as I know, my parents, at least to the extent that they will confess, they were none the wiser until I told the story in front of a bunch of family, like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> 10 years later, at least, at least 10 years, uh, where I confessed to the crime. I, I, damn, honestly, the, the most funny, the, the most fun part of that was I was a quote unquote good kid hiding out in my closet for closet. hours and hours. And like, Nick, it was not a big closet. Like, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe two foot wide like i could barely fit my shoulders between the thing but i spent oh my God. A- like hours every single night thinking i was the most stealthy preteen kid playing oh yeah you thought 12 year old jeff was like a genius he was just outsmarting <laughs> them all he's i'm gonna hide in my closet they'll never suspect it they'll never suspect it that's so good, Jeff. That is fantastic. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, we need to fly through these because we're running out of time. Okay, so first off, do you have any terrible finding kids stuff other than that you're just no, terrible at um, spoiling your kid so, or your siblings? Well, uh, with spoiling my siblings, I will say this this um like kind of came back and bit me in the butt. It bit me in the butt, but like I got myself disappointed from this several times. Um, my parents uh, love them to death. I'm not sure that they knew how to give presents or pick presents. Um, so like what I mean by this is that when we finally got a PlayStation two, which at this point, the PlayStation three had been out and I'm not saying this, like I'm like some unlucky kid who was, I just mean that my parents decided to get us a PlayStation two after the PlayStation three came out and they gave it to my little sister who has never in my life ever expressed any interest in video (laughs) games. I mean that like sincerely, like I couldn't get, I can't get her to play like party games. You know what I mean? Like if Christy ever listens to this, Christy, I love you to death. I think that you might've told them that you wanted to play some horse racing game once or something. And that's why they got it for you. But so the point is I found the PlayStation and I was like, Oh dope. I'm getting a PlayStation. And I was so hyped. And then it's like, Christy unwrapped it. I'm like, excuse me. Excuse me. And there oh were some... my gosh. That, that is pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. And there was definitely another instance like this in my life. Uh, like it's a smaller scale, but like, you know, there was a MacBook when I was really into, I wanted to build my own PC, but they wouldn't like wet me. They thought that my, my dad has this, or had, I should say this like disinterest in understanding tech in a way that like when I was young, he was like, what are you talking about? You can't build a computer. That's impossible for a 14 year old to do. So anyways, there was like a MacBook in the, in the the closet one year. And I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, Chrissy's getting a MacBook. Stephanie's getting a MacBook, whatever. And then it was like, here you go. You said you wanted a PC. And I'm like, but I wanted to build a PC, not have a chunky laptop. That is not a PC, (laughs) (laughs) which isn't a big deal. Like, I mean, that's still a pretty good uh, gift for a teenager. Right. But like at the same time, I was like, what? It, what? This is for me? Are, are you yeah. sure? 
Are you sure? <laughs> so, like, so, uh, yeah, but go ahead. Okay, we're, we're going to go rapid fire through the rest yes. of these because we need to make it. Uh, uh, so, I, when we were young kids, we have, I think, like, had we submitted it to uh, America's Funniest Home Videos back in the late uh, 90s, we would be uh, not recording this podcast. I would just be, you know, figuring out which island I wanted to buy because of all the money we would have made. Yep, uh, yep. So we had a video rolling of us decorating a Christmas tree when we were very, very young. Uh, maybe, I don't know, like 9 and 10. Anyways, we were putting up the Christmas tree and I was doing ornaments and my brother was kind of running around like a maniac and then he was throwing on tinsel. Uh, but like, uh, certainly wasn't his fault, but it's like the most hilarious, hilarious comedic timing ever. Uh, he runs up and throws some tinsel on the tree and it like slowly starts to fall toward me and my dad. <laughs> and oh my god! <laughs> and so like my brother <laughs> throws this tiny little bit of tinsel on the tree, causes the entire tree to fall on us. Obviously, it wasn't his fault. <laughs> but it is like it is so amazing. And it sounds the, like it was a little bit entirely his fault. I don't know. And like the the video cuts off. Uh, because my mom stopped filming, like once she realized what was happening, like right as my, I'm pretty sure as my dad started swearing. <laughs> oh my god, that's great! <laughs> but like, it's like this happy, like there's like a happy Christmas song in the background. My brother runs up, tosses the tinsel on top of the tree. It like slowly starts to fall, and my dad realizes what's happening. And in my and brain, it cuts <laughs> out, and it's, he's like, "Mother!" And it cuts yeah, out. <laughs> it's literally that is 100. percent Like you've seen it already. Like, Whatever's in your mind, it's that exact thing. <laughs> That's so good. That is really, really good. Hey, hold on. While we're on uh, these Christmas tree story or Christmas stories, um, were you the older sibling who like everyone had to wait for you for Christmas stuff, or was this just like a, a, a uh, Nick family exclusive? Because I definitely like my oldest sister. If she wanted to wake up at six a.m., she'd pull me on Christmas Day. She'd pull me and my little sister out of bed, and we'd like go do presents then. And then there, I definitely remember a, a freaking Christmas morning where it was like, "Oh, Stephanie's tired. She's sleeping in." And it's like, "I don't want to wait for her. This is BS." And I feel like it was just that she was the oldest sibling, and I don't know if that's like the way it was in the world. Um, so, no, that's not how our experience went. In okay. fact, the exact opposite. I remember uh, many years waking up very early, but my favorite time uh, that I can remember was I I woke up and then woke my brother up, and we went downstairs at 3 a.m. Nice. And we watched BattleBots on TV. Too good. <laughs> for like four hours before my dad would be willing to get out of bed. So I. That's awesome. I, I, I loved me some Christmas, and there ain't no way I was going to sleep through anything. That's fair. So uh, my, my parents were very smart with this one in that, they you know, everyone has stockings or whatever, but they would very specifically not leave presents downstairs that we would like, you know, the big presents that they, like, wanted to watch us unwrap and record and all that good stuff. But they would leave uh, stockings that had little presents and then also had candy and stuff, and they didn't care if we had the candy. So it was, like, such a yeah. treat. But we would all go, me and my uh, two sisters that I, you know, my oldest sister was much older than me. So, you know, a lot of those she was already gone for. But uh, me and my two older sisters, or my two other sisters would 
always do that stuff together and it was very much like a, a like a little mini tradition for just the, the three of us of like it didn't matter if it was 6 a.m or 10 a.m or whatever we'd be down there eating a candy cane and like watching yeah. some crappy movie that was in our thing and whatever else and so or you know messing with our new little toys or whatever so uh that's cool co- yep that's cool. well Gosh, done I parents love christmas stuff yeah <laughs> no, it's great. seriously like i i can so so uh relate to that because i will I will go well out of my way to try to rig myself up an extra couple minutes of sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's what I was going to say, too, is it's probably smart. My, I know for a fact that my dad has been sleep deprived since I'm uh, <laughs> I'm checking here. I was born in 91, so probably about 82 or something like that. <laughs> so, uh, so he's probably just thinking of himself, if you give him candy canes or... Uh, <laughs> Then they'll just they'll just be fine for a couple more hours. If you could just let them watch BattleBots, <laughs> give them a BattleBots DVD, they'll be oh, great. Man. Oh gosh. Um, so, do you have any good Dirty Santa or whatever it's called uh, stories from just terrible gifts or anything that you've gotten? Uh, white, uh, so white elephant is. I assume white dirty elephant. Santa is what white, white elephant, right? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I've never heard of the term Dirty Santa with this. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm out of touch. Um, Actually, uh, like two years ago, um, my coworker, I'm not, I'm not a big, uh, I'm not like a, as a, uh, a big whiskey fan and that I don't know a ton about whiskey, but whiskey is my prefer, my go-to alcoholic drink that makes me feel like I'm, uh, you know, mm-hmm. sophisticated. Feel and like I'm an adult. Yeah. Yeah. And I know a little bit, I, I know like, oh, like more than the, probably the random person you ask on the, on the street and less than the guy who goes to, uh, a distillery every weekend kind of thing. Anyways. Fair enough. Um, so it has like, you know, their favorite collections. Anyways, the, the reason being is that, uh, uh, some coworkers and I were doing a white elephant and, uh, I had a friend who, uh, who was, I was working with that, um, had said to me several times that he's like, Hey, you really got to take me to this. Like, there's this distillery that was down the road from my house, but it was a little far for him, from him. And he's like, sometime we got to find a time to get down there and, uh, check it out. And I told him that, you know, I, uh, that I really liked some of the stuff that was down there. It's not related to the distillery, but... I got him a bottle of whiskey that was like that's my kind of go-to really good like really good whiskey that's not too expensive that you could uh, that you could give to somebody and they don't have to be like you know uh, a big fan to to like it mm-hmm. and he got me and I don't I don't know if you're supposed to be getting the same person but he got me that same bottle because he went to some uh, some random person online or something <laughs> like yes on Facebook or something like what to uh-huh. get. And he uh, like for somebody who likes whiskey and got <laughs> so recommended just, that, so we both gave each other the same bottle. Of whiskey. <laughs> that was, is amazing. That I is, thought it was yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, so I like, feel like that could be a commentary on how we should actually do gift giving with uh, you know random friends and coworkers. Is like, hey, you know what? We could just not do this, and it would be the same. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. That's exactly how I felt afterwards. And I was sitting there like, you know, I still have some. Of, I still already have some of this at home, but. <laughs> I mean, I was going to buy more eventually. It's a good investment. I appreciate it. (laughs) Oh, man. That's so funny. It's like exchanging $20 bills or whatever. Right. Exactly. Um, Exactly. That's funny. So I I think I want to top this episode off with a a couple stories of my experience with good white elephant stories from the very earliest white elephant that I can remember and the most recent white elephant I've been a part of. So... Uh, most recently, we were doing Dirty Santa. Oh, Dirty, I have it Dirty Santa on here because that's what Katie told me was a funny topic, and then I liked it and I wrote it down that way. I definitely <laughs> always call it White Elephant. Have you heard Yankee Swap? 
I have heard Yankee stuff. Yeah. Let's made it here too. Yeah. Jen uses that one or Jen's coworkers use that one. I don't remember, but like, I, I swear I heard it about 400 times, not knowing what it was. And I think I was in one of those modes where it like kind of passed too quickly the first time. And then since then I was like too embarrassed to ever ask. <laughs> so I didn't know what it was for years. That's such a funny phenomenon of like, Oh, well the time to ask whatever was going on has certainly long passed. <laughs> <Right>. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I'm interrupted. You're good, uh, you're good. No, no, it's good. Thank you, Google, for uh, what you do for us in avoiding awkward questions. Thank um, you, Google. <laughs> okay, so most recently, this would have been December 2019, my family, we had done like uh, a version of uh, Yankee Swap, let's call it. But my, <laughs> this might surprise you, Nick. I am not an apple far from the tree. I... Uh, and part of a very competitive group of people. Mm-hmm. We would do Yankee Swap type stuff, but people would get their feelings hurt. Uh, and so we had oh, to I, we had I'm to pivot. S- Real quick, I just want to make it clear. I actually know what a white elephant is. I don't know why I said that the last that my gift exchange thing was a white elephant a gift exchange. It was a secret Santa gift exchange where me and my fr- coworker got the same people. That's not white elephant. I'm dumb. Uh, if c- continue, continue. No, in all fairness, I didn't even catch on to Can- that either. But I know what you're talking. Because, yeah, there's the thing where you draw names and you pick somebody else and then you get them a present. And then there's the other thing where you create enemies with your coworkers and friends. By stealing their (laughs) their favorite present. Yes. 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 That one. Whatever the one where you hate everybody afterwards. That's the one we were doing. Where everyone in the office steals the uh, iPod mini or whatever it is. Gosh, I love the office. It's Um, so good. uh, uh, Competitive person. Born of a competitive family. Uh, people got mad when they didn't get good things and it wasn't a super healthy environment to have, uh, you know, a good old family time. But we still wanted to do presents and stuff. So the, la- I don't know, the last few years, we started doing games where if you like bingo, for example, we did Christmas bingo. And then when you got a bingo or whatever, you would go up and pick a present and there was no trading or anything because we're not. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't not, know not, this format, Jeff. <laughs> And and pause and cut to the part where we don't talk about how we're not grown up enough to deal with the fact that we didn't get whatever <laughs> random twenty dollar gift because you could definitely not just go buy it yourself. Yep. Anyway, one of the things that somebody got that was like toward the end was a gigantic roll of toilet paper, like bigger than what you would have in like a, uh, a commercial bathroom. It was like the size of. <laughs> Mm, let's see that's something big like a 45 pound plate uh like at the gym like a giant thing of toilet paper uh which was like oh wow that's that's the reason why people get upset about these things is because you end up going home with a stupid roll of toilet paper uh but given the time frame nick i'm not sure if you remember but a few months later there was a time where toilet paper became extremely valuable was that a thing oh it was a thing and uh obviously uh that was kind of short-lived it got back to normal eventually but it did bring a like all that like you know competitive people and family dynamics and whatever aside it was a genuinely hilarious thing when that got reposted in our like little family group <laughs> chat thing of how valuable that that Yankee swap It's worth its weight in gold now. Seriously. Like, oh man, look at this $2,000 gift I got from my Christmas thing. Exactly. It's too good. You just got to sell it outside of the, the Target, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> get, get, get out there and sell it to the highest bidder. 
yeah. So the times that toilet paper were super valuable. Um, so that was funny. But I think this is more universally hilarious. Uh, so this was at, I don't know, some sort of youth thing. And I was, let's call it like 14, oh, 13, 14. And uh, I was at a thing and it was this exact deal. And I had brought, I don't even remember what I brought. Oh, probably a gift card or something. I wasn't super thoughtful. But it was like 20, 30 people. And I got my gift stolen at the very, very end. And I was the very last person to go pick a gift. And Uh there was, like, no trade at the end. So, like, whatever was going to happen, I was going to be the one that had it. Right. And so I went up and grabbed my gift. It was one of the very smallest ones. So, Nick, I I just want you to pick the category. Like, what do you think the category was for a tiny, tiny gift? Kind of made a little bit of noise when you shook it uh, back in uh, the early 2000s. I'm thinking my kind of 10-year-old self. I'm thinking, like, Pokemon cards or Yu-Gi-Oh cards or like a video game, like a Game Boy game. Oh, how like happy I would have been. Okay. So I know, but Nick- no, you're, you're pro- you probably got like a fidget spinner or something before they were even a thing. Uh, I was going to say fidget spinners uh, were not a thing for a good decade after that, but um, no. Okay. So Nick, go with me here. Uh, last kid, I whatever I have here, I'm going to keep. Yep. Because that's the only choice. I unwrap it and it is a crayon box taped shut oh. with scotch tape. Uh, so we're doing good. Again, you can hear a little bit of jingling around. I open it up, and it is a cassette tape of <laughs> Michael Jackson's Thriller, I think. Oh, I love it. And $2 and quarters. <laughs> that's fantastic. That is, there's so much going on with that. that that's like so <laughs> great. That's like i've owned cassette tapes i guess vicariously through my parents but like this was a good like i i had owned nothing but cds to this point for a good like i don't know four or five years (laughs) and i'm not a michael jackson fan (laughs) why not the king of pop i I mean i guess you know it's good 10 year old jeff didn't know i 10 year old jeff i have no actual opinion i have zero actual opinion a crayon box with a cassette tape of Michael Jackson and two dollars and quarters. That really feels like that. Really, really feels like there was some stressed out, overworked mom who had eighteen little <laughs> rugrats running around, like taking up all her time. And when she gets there, she's like, "Oh my god, I had to get something." Oh, <laughs> uh, what's in this? No. What's in the cassette player? All right, that. Uh, what do I have to wrap it in? I got a. I got a crayon box. Okay, cool, great. There we go. Yeah, which I don't want to think about too hard because, like, actually, it probably was something like that. Which is kind uh, right, of right. I'm just, I'm just picturing some like really annoyed, like thirty eight year, thirty five year old mother who's just like, "Come on, man, what do I gotta do?" <laughs> A couple of announcements uh, or follow up pieces of follow up. Uh, first off. Last time we did the this week, I hurt myself. I talked about how I pulled down a bunch of Christmas lights, and I wasn't really and, clear. And very, very cruelly started blaming it on your child, your four yeah, year old, let's, five year old. <laughs> let's let's not dive into it too hard. But I uh, I did not make it clear uh, that was very much a reputation hurt more than obviously any actual physical yes. hurt. But I still feel like it qualifies. So I, I just wanted to make sure that's it's clear. I hurt myself uh, in reputation uh, with my wife. And you and my, uh, you know, our great podcast listeners. May never recover with me. My opinion of you's changed. <laughs> um, another thing was um, 
I referred to Hylian as the foreign Tesla. Nick, did you actually do any research? Like, did you Google Hylian at all? No, to be honest with you, I haven't re- done any follow-up on any of these guys as we've been doing it. <laughs> so, so first off, uh, Hylian is a company uh, based out of Texas. Uh, which so not I'm, as... as not, not super foreign and also not okay. super Tesla. Like, they make batteries uh, for electronic vehicles and other things. Uh, but I would not consider them to be a foreign no, I, Tesla. Yeah, I'm trying to so, check here. Is that not quite? Uh, so, it is... Uh, I haven't actually told you this. I think it's with great remorse, Nick. I think I think this is the end of us giving financial advice to our dozen people on the internet <laughs> that listen to this podcast. <laughs> And it it really does pain me, but like I was re-listening to that and I looked it up and I'm like, oh man, I have no idea what I'm talking about. And I also looked up Alibaba stock, which you uh, advised me on. And you know what, Nick? You know what they did? They went down and they went back up and I've lost like 30 cents. And you know what that is not? It's not interesting in the no, least bit. Not necessarily. No. <laughs> it turns I- out. It turns out that stocks are not particularly interesting week to week unless well, that's, every that's single week is Arlo. Is, right. <laughs> Right. I was thinking about this uh, a little bit. I was like, huh, I think we need a little bit more space between when we follow up on these. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like, ah, I don't think anything's going to change that drastically usually. <laughs> yeah. So I think this is the the death of that bit. But okay. I, I mean, at some point we can check Arlo and see how it's doing. Maybe check some Alibaba stuff if I can still trade Chinese stocks in the next year. <laughs> Who does? Uh, which is a very big question mark, uh, but no, I it was a, it was a good run, uh, you know we had lots of good memories. And I'll look back on it fondly. Uh, but <laughs> I think I think these two weeks are probably going to uh, be comprehensive on our evaluation of us as financial advisors to the random people on the internet. That's fair. That's fair. So Nick, I did get. Uh, it's funny as I was listening, I was actually registering Tywasap.com. so it actually is a real thing now. It redirects Ooh. to uh, my no effort podcast thing that gets automatically updated. If you want to get in contact with us, Tywasap at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on the all all of the socials: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you have Instagram listed here twice, so you should mention I, we're also on I, Instagram. I did stutter. I, I do have us on the old TikTok too, even. And Ooh. Nick, I'll tell you what, they blocked my videos from getting views for a couple of the reels. I, wow. I'm you sure my extreme. age calling them Instagram reels on TikTok. Um, just some of the short videos. And Nick, they have started showing my videos to people again. It's great. Ooh. Good. We, Good to hear. We have at least gotten, you know, uh, usually I would use the joke of like tens of views, uh, but that almost is exaggerating too much. So. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, if uh, you're listening, which I do know that there are people listening, even the one person in Germany, even if it's over, uh, you know, a VPN which by the way, so. that's awesome. And I, uh, I appreciate all, our, uh, all of our few listeners. And if anyone ever comes back and listens to these in the future, I appreciate you. Even if you only listen to the one and it is super cool that there, that there is a connection this is what I like about the internet. I'm sorry, I'm tangent, going on a tangent while we're in our outro, but I love that we have an, a listener from Germany. I made a joke about like, y'all, we're going to translate it or whatever, but that is so cool. Even if, uh, you know, even if you drop the show or whatever, I appreciate you. And it's super cool that there's like some connection, even if it's a small one between us and a listener in Germany. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I really love the podcast format because they're, 
it's not a, a thing subject to clickbait that like so much of the internet is, uh, which I would love to talk about. Like, in fact, I need to make that a topic about how, like why I love the, the, the medium, yeah, the medium so much, but like just the fact that despite us not really having any sort of plan starting out and not having any uh, social media presence, honestly at all, the fact that we have a handful of people that have consistently listened that I do not know who they are is super cool. So I hope that they're, that the people out listening are having as much fun listening to this as I have had recording it. Uh, it is seriously humbling to think that there are any anybody out there that are that are willing to give their attention to uh, us figure out how we can make some fun stuff and focus on some some fun things out in the world when the rest of the world doesn't want us to focus on those sort of things. And for that matter, uh, you know, I, I uh, besides saying I appreciate you 30 trillion times and patting you on the back for listening to a podcast, if you want to have a input on us and uh, give us feedback, I am the kind of person who just wants to get better at anything that I do at all. And I would love to know if there's anything I could do to make it a little more fun for you guys. So if anyone has any input or anything, feedback, then feel free to drop it on Instagram, Twitter, email, whatever. You can you can bet that even though my feed is so full of so many comments, so many reviews, that <laughs> we I will find time. We have so much about how involved uh, in social media you exactly. are. Exactly. I, I will find time for you, your, your uh, feedback. So, yeah. Well, Nick, thank you for potting with me. You're welcome. This has been the year we started the podcast. Thank you for listening. Yeah, and this is our Christmas episode. I hope you guys have a fantastic holiday and we'll have a final episode coming out this new year and it'll definitely be on Monday exactly on time just like all of our other episodes. Just like always, happy holidays, everybody. Yep, happy holidays. Happy holidays.